What's up, y'all? What it do? How are you? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another segment of Candid Talk with Chanel. It's your girl, Chanel. And I have a very special treat for you all. I am not only doing this episode by myself, but I have the love of my life. Uh, One of the most favorite people ever to me in this world, my husband Patrice, joins us for this roundtable discussion and we started off by talking about Kim Kardashian and whether or not it was her looks as she's a gorgeous woman that catapulted her to this level of success or got the world interested in who she was or if it was a sex tape scandal and then from there we're able to segue into a few questions that I've had during the podcast episode I did with my best friend Lorena. We had a few questions for um, the males that were supposed to be a part of that segment with us. And I asked him a few of those questions. We kind of also share bits and pieces of our love story and our backgrounds, our childhoods, and how that affected how we looked at relationships and viewed marriage and things of that nature. It's very interesting. It's so, my husband and I, we're very laid back. We're easygoing, relaxed, chill, cool people. And this is like a glimpse of a usual conversation he and I would have on any given day. And um, I'm so happy to be able to share that with you. So make sure that you put your feet up if you've been working all day make sure that um you know you get your glass of wine or your cognac your tequila your vodka you know some like to smoke a good cigar uh some like to smoke some other stuff (laughs) but whatever your vice is whatever helps you to unwind whatever you like to do as you are listening to podcasts just dive into that chill out and and enjoy this candid conversation that I had with my husband thank you so much hope you enjoy Before we even started recording, you're saying that you think Kim Kardashian made it solely off of her looks. Yes, because Kim Kardashian made it because of her looks. You know what I'm saying? And like, like my friends talked about in the past. You know what I'm saying? We've had these discussions. Like, it had nothing to do with anything else regarding the whole sex tape and all that. It, it, it enabled her, of course, but. Because of who she was and the way she looked, that's the reason why she definitely was who she is now. So then this segues into the question that I've always had for men. Because I feel like there are women that I know in life who, and I've always said this, there's some women who are gifted with a level of beauty that is abnormal, right? The Beyonce's, the J-Lo's, the Kim K's, there's certain women who are just way more beautiful than the average Jane, the average Jamila, whatever you want to call her. So is it that, I guess, what, let me back it up. I find that I still meet women who are average looking women, may not be considered the most attractive in a typical man's mind, who still are able to be married, fall in love, have a man want to put a ring on it, you know, but I often feel like with a lot of men, it's really all about how she looks. You can't be overweight, you know. You have to be cute, as you would say. Uh, that's a trick question, though. You know wow. what I'm saying? That's a trick question. Only because because men gotta be certain. Men gotta be ready. 
You know what I'm saying? It's all dependent on the situation and where you meet the man. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if the man is in that frame of mind where it's like, all right, I'm ready to settle down. If he's not ready to settle down, it's not going to happen. But you even said to me that you've known men who might not have been in that space in their life where they were ready to settle down, but because that woman was so bad, meaning she looked that beautiful, they were willing to maybe go out of the norm of what they would normally do with women because this one is just she's arm candy to a whole other level like I just can't not be with this chick or like Listen, every a man will sell her soul a man's gonna definitely sell their soul because the woman is definitely a good looking woman you know um, but why does that stump you guys so like is it gonna last I don't know I don't know if it would last you know what I'm saying uh, 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 you know he's gonna do what he's gonna do to Kiva because she's definitely eye candy you know what I'm saying? But I don't know if it's going to last, you know, unless she has certain qualities and she's doing, doing what she has to do. But other than that, it may not. And I'm sure, you know, I always relate things back to you and I because I feel like I can handle it. And I'm I'm a realist. I can admit that I, I can, in my mind, see you at some point in your life dealing with women who probably had a nicer shape than I have or maybe even being cuter than I am. Why didn't those situations stick? Was it that you were just too young and you were out here dipping and doing it and like thotting it out, or I was done. I was at, at my point and at the stage I was at. I was ready to settle down. I was ready to meet somebody. You know what I'm saying? That was more than just a beautiful face, a beautiful face or a beautiful body. I was, I was, I was ready. You know, um, I'm not saying that you're not beautiful and you didn't have all those things. Of course you are. That's why I married you. But it was just a case of, uh, you know what I'm saying? I was just tired of dipping and diving and running around and, like, not knowing who's official. And I was dealing with a lot of superficial women. It was just, just, you know what I'm saying? I wanted something real. Point blank. And I always feel like, like I said, once again, and this, ladies, please don't take this or anyone take this as me beating myself down. I'm just a realist, so... I'm comfortable in my own skin and how I look and who I am. But I'm also realistic enough to know that I don't have the most curvy body or the flattest stomach or the biggest ass. And I'm cool with that. But I feel like a lot of women that I encounter feel like your body has to be to a certain level for you to even get a man's attention. And I'm often like, no, it doesn't. Like, you don't have to have the killer curves the flattest stomach, the fattest ass, to get a man's attention. Okay. But I'm not a man, so you have to. Be, you can speak on that. I, I'm just. This is just what I've observed in my own personal experiences. Don't get me wrong. Everybody has to be the mode of whoever they think they are. You know what I'm saying? A man definitely has an ideal, an ideal woman in their mind. You know what I'm saying? You might fit the mold. You may not fit the mold. But if there's something that turns you on about that person, that's definitely what the man is going to leave with. And like I said before, it's all dependent where that man is at. You know what I'm saying? If he wants to settle down, if he doesn't want to settle down, if he wants to play around, that's what they're going to go with. You know? 
So what, one of the questions me and Rena Bina, my best friend who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, one of the questions we had was at what age is it more is a man more apt to be monogamous? I said 40s. And even that was a stretch for me. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Depending on what the man has been through. A lot of men out here go through heartbreak. Not only Everybody go goes through heartbreak. Not only women go through heartbreak. You know what I'm saying? Men go through heartbreak. Men go through their dog periods. You know? It's just a point where it's just... You know what I'm saying? You chasing things that's just not conducive to your lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Depending on your lifestyle, it's going to be the person that you want to really deal with, though, you know? You got to find something that relates to you. Uh, I don't know, maybe 30, 35. You know what I'm saying? Certain dudes may feel older than they think they are. You know? I would say by the age of 35, you start to realize, all right, you got to start picking and choosing and start understanding who you are and try to figure out who you want to be with. I say 35. You know what I'm saying? 40. 40's kind of late in the game. You 10 years from 50. You know? So you said that I, I was... So you said me saying, I feel like men are more apt to be monogamous. I'm not even talking about marriage and all that. But to be a one-woman man around 40, you're saying 35? I say it's between 35 and 40. Hmm. I feel like you... I was 31 when we got married, so you were 37. Yeah. Yeah. That's only right. Put a ring on it when you were 36. It's only right. <laughs> but you were with me from 29. That's only right. Unless you were still out here dipping and doing it and I didn't know. It don't, it don't mean that you're dipping and doing, but you're not sure if you're the right one. Like you, you, you definitely check in your... You, you, you dotting your I's and crossing your T's. You still got to figure out who you are. You know what I'm saying? A lot of men is not going to figure out who they are until a little bit later in life. You know? Meaning 35, 40. 35, 40. You know what I'm saying? It takes a lot. It takes a man a lot longer to mature than a woman would. You know what I'm saying? You women are above the curve way faster than we are. So we are, but then I feel like when it comes to marriage, women think that they're ready for that shit earlier than they are as well. And I was one of them. Uh, marriage is a different ball game, you know. Um, Which is why I try to share with the single people that I encounter in life, whether we're friends, whether we're coworkers, whether I just randomly meet you in a store and we have a conversation. That when you think you're ready, you're really not. Still just focus on really getting to know yourself and working out your issues. And nobody nobody knows if they're really ready. You know what I'm saying? Marriage is different beasts, it's a different type of commitment. You know, uh the difference is I believe us women are programmed to think that we are ready before we are. It's like you meet a guy, we date for a year, engagement, marriage, kids, like you 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 just you know, and it's like you're not even ready for half that stuff. You know, that's not how life really works. But that's how we're programmed to think life works, you know? So, but yeah, that was one of the questions Rena and I had. 
because, like I said, I feel like I know men in their 40s who still are out here dipping and doing it, you know. But then I do know the rare ones like you or even when I think about my brother, you know, I think your rationale makes a lot of sense because I think when my brother was about 36, he was ready to jump back into the marriage game. 36, 37, 38, it got stronger for him where he was out here looking to find a wife. You know what I'm saying? So there, I think, is some validity, and only you can speak to it because you're a man, but on the outside looking in as a woman, it seems like there is some truth to what you're saying when it comes to that. Not to say, I want to put people in the box, that you can't be a male who is 30 years old who meets a woman and is ready to put, you know, courts her, dates her, all that jazz, and is ready to put a ring on it and get married by 31. I'm not going to say that that's something that can't be done because I know men who got married in their 20s and they're still married till this day, you know. Um, so I guess it depends on the person. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of different conversations we can have here. You know, uh, marriage is tough. You what know? about... Well, yeah, that, we can all say marriage that. Marriage is tough. And you know what I'm saying? Trying to find a person... But I'm just talking about monogamy. I'm not even talking about you crossing the threshold trying to of find, marriage. Trying to find a perfect person for you is, 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 is a tough game. You know what I'm saying? Trying to be faithful to that one person, depending on your age, depending on your maturity. It's a whole different ball game. Who knows where you at? You know what I'm saying? A relationship... Women... women like I said, women's going to mature a lot, a lot sooner than men are. You know what I'm saying? If women don't come at men and try to figure out their maturity level... Everything, everything, none of it makes sense, you know? Like, men is going to say the right thing, women are going to say the right thing, they're going to try to sleep with each other, and that's going to be it. You know what I'm saying? What happens after that, who knows? You know what I'm saying? That's a different, that's another step, you know? That's a totally different step. Oh, come on. You not only leave the world. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just feel like, I always like to be the voice or to get answers for the single people that I love in my life and care about. And, you know, at the same time, I feel like us as women, we don't have men as a species figured out. And so they're just certain things that we'll never know. We'll never get. Um, it's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? We try to figure out women, men, women try to figure out men. It's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to try to find somebody that's as close as compatible to you for it to work out. Like, it's... it's Men are from Mars and women are from Venus. I agree with that 100%. But are we that hard to figure out as women? Yes, yes. What would you say is the hardest part? Because I feel like Like, most women are very expressive. You don't really have to guess what we're feeling in most instances. No. You can tell she's mad about something. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Men, are, men, men and women are black and white. You know? I, you know what I'm saying? The whole thing about the whole... You know what I'm saying? I can, get be, I can be stoned for this, but women, I feel, are very emotional. And men are, are, are critical thinkers. You know what I'm saying? But there's some instances where it's the opposite. Yes, because I feel like you guys can be very emotional. Yes, and I'm not saying. Men are, men are emotional, too. Men are very emotional, too. But when it comes down to certain things... You know what I'm saying? Is it, 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 it 
men stick to their guns about certain things, you know. But uh, what do you mean by stick to your guns? Like, like there's certain things that we were raised being because I was in a two parent home that I was just, you know, what I'm saying men are supposed to be this way, men are supposed to be that way, men are supposed to be this way about certain things in my household. You know what I'm saying? My father harped on me financial stuff, financial stuff, financial stuff. My mother, you know what I'm saying? She was emotional to a certain extent because she only raised boys. My mother didn't have a daughter. She raised four guys. So whatever my father kind of like taught her, she just went along with it. And she kind of like fell in suit with it. You know? So emotionally, I I lacked certain things growing up. You know what I'm saying? But as I got older and the conversations I did have with my mother, I did get some emotional balance from my mother growing up. Somewhat. Somewhat. That I did miss out a lot growing up. So but, would you say, because I think even with women, their degrees of our level of emotion, there's some women who are still more emotional than others. Are you saying that your mom might not have been as emotional of a woman as the typical woman? Yes. Yes. I don't think my mother was as emotional because she was in a house with the four boys and her husband. So it was five men and just her. So my mother was definitely a lot more rigid and a lot more tough because she was in the house with this many men. Even though she grew up with sisters? Even though she grew up with sisters. That's just how it is. Things change. You know what I'm saying? Maybe culturally. Yeah, Yeah, but my mother... I feel like Asian women are very stoic in some way. Yeah, but cultural though. But my mother, like, she, she, she became... She Americanized. She became Americanized. You know what I'm saying? She raised her kids in America. So, you know, things change. Things change. Things change. But I still feel like by the time I came along, I felt like you had a great connection with your mom where you can understand oh, wow. women a little bit more. Or was it more so you being in the social work world where you really learned? The social work The social work world helped. And, uh, you know, as I got older, I started to understand women a little bit better, you know. Uh, me growing up in a household full of men, I was a little bit chauvinistic growing up until I became a social worker and started speaking to a lot of other different women and started trying to understand where they came from. And then I met, you know what I'm saying? You are dead other women. But, you know what I'm saying? I started realizing I was a little bit of chauvinistic. I was chauvinistic. About certain things, you know, cultural, all that. everything plays a part. But I, I, I grew as a, I grew as a man, I grew as a person. I think because of me being a social worker and looking at it from both aspects, you know, as you know, what I'm saying, getting to relate from when girls were a lot younger and the stuff that I went through at home and and growing up in a household full of men. You know, I kind of like figured things out and I was like, oh man, everything that I was taught might have been a little bit skewed because I grew up in a house full of men. Mm, yeah. You know, but 
you know, I grew from it. I learned from it. And, uh, you know, I'm able to love. I'm, I, you know, I think as a man that, that, that played sports and grew up in a household full of guys, you know, that it's always a battle to become more emotional than the average guy that would grow up with like a balance with like two or three sisters and 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 one brother and they're around. like it's it's a, it's a battle you know I, I i've always been taught to be aggressive because i was in a household full of men you know men don't cry mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying you got to stand up you fight you lose a fight you got to go back out to make sure you win the fight men stuff you know but i feel like you're gentle with me that's after the fact, though. You know? That's after the fact. You know what I'm saying? After a while, dealing with the social work field, seeing what my mother had to deal with with my father. You know? He's not always... My father was a great father. You know what I'm saying? He took care of his kids, but he was always gentle, as gentle with his mother, with my mother as he should have been. You know? But I learned. I was the baby. I was the last one. So I've seen the maturation between the older brothers and myself. And then it also seemed like you would, like, be gentle with your mom. So if Valentine's Day came around, you're, you're making sure you do something special for your mom. You know what I'm saying? I realized. You know what I'm saying? I realized. I realized the stuff that she missed. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I seen the stuff that she was actually yearning for growing up. You know? I knew what my father lacked in emotion. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, times has changed. My mother's been in the country for a long time. And she's become Americanized. And those are the things that she needed. My father was more so stuck in how things were back in the days and where he came from and how the man just did what he had to do. And that was it. He didn't know that he had to take my mother out to the movies. He didn't know he had to do the dinner thing. He didn't know he had to show emotion, but it's just what it was. You know? Do you think in his own way, though, he would try to show her? He tried, but I don't think he understood how, you know what I'm saying, nowadays. What she needed. It takes time. It takes time, and, you know, my father was just stuck in his ways. You know, it was was old school thinking, you know. My father was just who he was. I don't knock him for it, you know what I'm saying. He raised raised pretty good sons, but it was just what it was, Mm -hmm. you know. He teaches us how to be men. That's it, point blank. Yeah. Well, at least the good thing is I think I even see with your son, he has a way, he knows how to treat a lady. He knows even when he's, you know, when he's around me, there's a way that he has that he, you like, he's, he's in touch with how to deal with females, which is good. No? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I try to teach that though, but... And maybe it's because he grew up with a lot of sisters. No brothers. I definitely think it was because he grew up with a lot of sisters, though, you know? His mom and emotional, sisters. Emotional, you know, emotionally, I, I, I always feel like it's always a battle, you know? Because on one hand, we feel like, all right, I'm being too soft. And on the other hand, it's like, yo, you got to be a man. And, and you got you to gotta lay your foot down. And this is what it's got to be, but... So then how do... How can women kind of tap into that vulnerable state of a man where a man would feel safe enough to be vulnerable uh, it's just in time I can't answer that question right now like that's that's tough that's a tough question to answer you know what I'm saying Even if it the, does I think I think after a couple of years of dating oh, you listen. weren't afraid to show 
listen, when you committed with somebody, eventually you're going to have to open up and you got to be, try to be as truthful as you can about everything and about who you are because you're going to be exposed anywhere. You know what I'm saying? You confront all you want to be, but what's the word you always say? You got to be transparent. Yes. You got to be transparent with the person you're with anyway. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to come out. You can, you can front all you want. You're going to be with the person that's, that's who you care about. It's going to come out anyway. I think for y'all, once you really start to fall in love, that's when that vulnerable, the vulnerability comes into play. Yeah, maybe. When it's more than just, we're chilling, we're hanging, we're kicking it, we're boning, whatever the circumstances are. I think at some point, once you realize, I love this woman. I think I may be falling in love with this woman. That's where the vulnerability kind of, without you guys even probably realizing it or having control over it, the vulnerability kind of happens. You know what it is? I think men, I think men want to be vulnerable, but we was trained such such a way by our parents and about what we see on TV and around other guys, our friends and everything. We want to be vulnerable, but at times it's like we can't. You know what I'm saying? It's a tough situation for a man to be vulnerable. It's very tough. You know? Life life kind of like doesn't really allow us to be vulnerable and transparent. Transparency probably transparency is probably a word that's probably came across probably within the last five years for a man. Women's probably been transparent for the last fifty years, but men, five, ten years now. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> So what advice would you have for the single woman who's a good woman who just wants to be able to vibe with the good guy and think, even just see if it could get to the point of a monogamous relationship? Like, what would be your advice of how to maneuver the dating world? I mean, you and I are so out of touch because we haven't been single in, so, in like over 14 years. But like, you have friends who are single. I have friends who are single. What would be your advice? I think a woman a woman has to be themselves. You know what I'm saying? If you want something fake, you're gonna you're gonna actually be somebody that you're not. If you're not gonna be who you are, you're gonna find something very fake in whoever you meet and you're gonna pretend to be somebody you're not. You gotta be who you are. Be who you are. I agree. Be who you are, be transparent. And eventually you're gonna find somebody that's compatible to your transparency and who you are. If not, it's going to be fake. And then you're going to have the battles of like, oh, you don't really know who I am. Listen, be who you are. Stay stay true to yourself. You know what I'm saying? It'll happen. There's someone for everybody and it's going to happen. It is what it is. You know? And is it safe to say in the beginning, women expect that for initially it's going to be about the superficial things, how you look, your vibe. And then the conversation, having good conversation. I'll never forget. We used to work together. I will never forget because we used to all talk about our stories. I would talk about my crazy dating stories. We would hear you phone boning, jonesing in the corner of the office with whoever chick. And I'll never forget one day you said you took, you took this woman to see Da Vinci Code or some crazy movie and you became uninterested because she, for some reason, didn't understand the movie or couldn't talk about the movie after y'all saw it. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a guy that wants good conversation that's deeper than just, you know, 
the normal day to day. But for you to be so turned off because of how her response to that movie, I found that to be very interesting. Like I said, you gonna be at, I was at that point in my life where I was ready to settle down. I was ready to meet somebody that was interested in the things that I like to do and able to have a conversation and hold the conversation. You know? Um, I think a lot of women don't understand that part. Huh. That men actually, the good ones, the intelligent ones, or even most men in general... Let me not try to categorize, but most men in general want to be able to, to have great conversation with a woman. Of course, great conversation is very big. It's important. You know what I'm saying? That uh, the times when you're alone, you got to come up with things that you want to discuss, and you know you want to be genuine, and you want to like express yourself in ways that you know that she can relate to. You got to have a good conversation. You want to do things. You want to be. You want to be expressive. It's it's a lot. If you don't, if you're not able to do these things, if you're not able to reciprocate that shit with me, I'm gonna feel some kind of way. You know, it can't just be bubblegum talk. We were talking about sneakers, restaurants, <laughs> and, and, and clubs. I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? I needed something bigger. You know what I'm saying? With you, I spoke music. You know what I'm saying? I smoke where you want to be in about ten, fifteen years. You know what I'm saying? I I I spoke about the things you were interested in. As long as you kept me, you kept me guessing. That's what made us work. I kept you guessing? You kept me guessing. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, that's what was sexy to me. You know? You can't, you can't just be just one-minded about certain things about, you know, like I said, bubblegum stuff. It's not, that's, that's not, that's not what works. You know? But you also like the fact that I came from a two-parent household as well. Oh, that's a different conversation, you know? <laughs> you know? Because there were many women in our office, not even just in our department office space, within the building of our office, there were many women, women who were throwing themselves at you, among other things, and you picked this quirky dressing. You know what I'm saying? I grew up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Being a social worker, <laughs> you're involved in certain things that make you grow up faster. Then you want to be you. Then you want to grow up. You know what I'm saying, man. It takes us time to grow up. You know. Uh, I realized you dealt with enough crazy ones to know a sane one. <laughs> I, I agree. I grew up. You know what I'm saying. Understanding. You know what I'm saying. What works. You know. I've been around single women. I've been around women that were abused. I've been around women that were raped. I've been around a lot of different type of women growing up in New York. And I've realized that a two-parent home, you know, you got the best of both worlds and you're a lot more stable. You know what I'm saying? I could be, you know, I could be make, uh, made fun of because I've said that because, you know, it, it, it's the truth. You know, it's the truth. You and maybe know? it was just because we both grew up with that background. Maybe it was just a commonality. You know? It's a balance. Something that we both just get. Yeah. It's a balance. It's definitely a balance, you know, that I think a woman and a man should both have. Like I said, emotionally, it, it was rough for me emotionally growing up. But as I got older and became, when I became a social worker, I was able to blend those things and I was able to balance it out and understand what it takes to become a man, you know? 
I got a little bit of both. And a woman that's that, that grew up in both a man and a woman's household, yeah, I was I was in on that. I was in on that. The women that I've dealt with that were involved in those situations, that was in, involved with a parent that was that was both the husband and wife, it made sense. Yeah. It just made sense. It worked out. They were a, a way far more along than a child that grew up in a single parent home. I think it's a certain level of emotional balance. You know, I definitely attribute that to my background. And I always say to people, my mother had a horrible childhood. My dad, his father was literally a rolling stone. That temptation song, I feel like they wrote about my grandfather. He was out here cheating on my grandmother, having kids with everybody in the South, you know? Um, but somehow my father, even though he didn't have the greatest example, he figured out how to be a man and how to be a good man to my mom. And my mom figured out how to be a wife and she figured out how to be a mom and to not continue this crazy cycle of abuse and dysfunction that she grew up with. And so thankfully they were able to break that in both of their families. And my brother and I were then able to grow up in a stable and balanced household. You know, um, not to say that it makes you perfect and all that. Absolutely not. But there just is a certain level of emotional balance that you do have um, with that. You know, if your parents are sane, there's a high chance that you will be, <laughs> you know. Um, but that always stood out to me with you because that was something that actually mattered. Not that I dealt with a lot of men in my life, but the men that I had come across, that was never something that they highlighted as, hmm, that's like a great quality you know and this is not to make anybody feel badly who may not who may not have been blessed to have both of their parents in their lives in that way you know once again look at my parents you know they didn't have the best of situations or examples throughout their childhood childhoods but they were able to make better choices for the lives of themselves and their children moving forward so it's not to say that if you don't have a balanced childhood with a mother and a father growing up and all of that, that you're doomed when it comes to love and all that. Absolutely not. But I think that it is important to recognize that imbalance so that you can get it balanced, if that makes sense. If you are experiencing some level of imbalance in those areas. That makes sense. Though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm in my 40s. My parents, I'm not going to say they were sane. My father was definitely <laughs> one of those people that was like, if you mess up, if you if if you ruin my last name, I'm gonna tear that ass up. You know what I'm saying? So his form of discipline. That's his form of discipline. You know what I'm saying? So me and my brother, you know what I'm saying? We, you know what I'm saying? We tried to like make sure we didn't ruin that. You know because we knew if we came home and he found out some nonsense, you know what I'm saying? We would definitely be in trouble. You know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 you know, the old school teaching, you know, they, 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 they just try to instill certain things that would definitely benefit, benefit us for as we got older. Yeah. And that's it, you know? No, for sure. You know, like I always say, and I catch a lot of flack for it, but I feel like once we're able to like, have a, a, a full circle moment with how, you know, we grew up and how that impacts the adults that we are. And then you look to where you're trying to be moving forward in your life. 
what you would want for your future children, if that's a desire of your heart, I think that somehow it all works itself out and without you having to go searching and looking, love will find its way to you, man, male or female, men or women. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like it's something that you really have to like seek out in a way. I just feel like once you've come to a certain point in your life where it all aligns somehow within yourself, that's kind of when you invite for that to come to your life. I don't know. That's just my perspective. I think the man upstairs definitely puts yes certain things in place for you. You yes. know what I'm saying? I think everything's a trial. I think everything is put in place for you. So, you know, you may have women in your life that's going to teach you date. This is the dating in a dating in a dating form. In a relationship type of form. I think there's going to be women in place as you grow up that teaches you about relationships. There may be a woman in place that teach you, you know what I'm saying, how to be a sexual person. I think there's a woman in place that teaches you what's the next step in order for you to have a long-lasting relationship. And I think there's a woman that's in place that's to teach you, like, either you're going to marry her or you're not. You know what I'm saying? I think there's levels to everything. You know what I'm saying? The man upstairs puts it in a place where what you can handle and, 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 and you're learning from it. You know? If you're not a ratchet person and you respect life, I think everything is put in place for you to understand who it is you need to be and who you need to be with. You know? So... The whole chasing and all the, the whole, you know what I'm saying? You're not, you're gonna, you're, you think you're going to be single forever. There's someone for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Be who you are. You know, uh, respect the relationship that, that, that's put in front of you. Get to know who you are. Get to know that person. And eventually, everything is going to fall in place. But, you know. Is it safe to say that having lists, because I don't know if men have these lists, but I know women for sure do. Let up on the list somewhat. We all have non-negotiables, understandably so. But like, let ease up on the list and the must-haves when it comes to things. Like I always say to my single friends, in the grander scheme of life, this particular thing that is a must for you is not going to keep a marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard for them to understand it unless you're married and you understand what that life is about. But I feel like sometimes these lists can like, you know what I'm saying everybody has lists. Everybody has what their do's and don'ts. We all have non-negotiables. I get that. Everybody has do's and don'ts, but you know what I'm saying. There's gonna be certain things. You know what I'm saying. Every, we we change all the time. You know what I'm saying. The person I was five years ago is not the person I am now. So you change. You know what I'm saying. What you're gonna be more comfortable with five years ago, and the more you know what I'm saying, the more you learn about yourself, and the more you learn about life, you're gonna change. So I agree. The list thing is out the window. We mature, we change, you know what I'm saying? What we love, the things we learn, all that stuff goes out the window. You know what I'm saying? Like if the person if the person actually challenges you and he actually, you know, takes your heart, you gotta you got you got you gotta try to figure out if that's the person for you. You know? You gotta entertain it, you know. See what happens. 
I was able to have a male perspective because it's really just me talking shit most of the time. And, you know, I think that it's important to have a male voice from time to time to discuss these types of things and to help the fellow women out there. Because <laughs> sometimes we feel like we get y'all and we don't, you know, we do not understand how you think. And we, we may never fully understand how you think. The most you can do is understand, try your best to understand your partner. But like as a species, we may never fully understand how men think about certain things. You know what I'm saying? We're simple. Men are simple. You know? We're not uh, dynamic. What you see is what you get. You know? You make a meal. <laughs> I can go down a certain list, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> but... We're simple. The two Fs, yes. We're definitely, we're definitely simple. It's not, it's not rocket sciences. You know what I'm saying? The 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 conversation where they always talk about a way to a man is is through his belly and all that is true. Sexing him. You know what I'm saying? Like everything you hear in the past is is basically what it's about. You know they 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 didn't lie. It is the truth. You know what I'm saying? But it's where you meet the man at. You know what I'm saying? A young man. That's in his 20s, he's not going to be at that stage. As he gets older, 30, 40s, he's definitely going to be at that stage because he's ready to settle down. But the conversation about the way he is, to, to you feed the man, you, you treat him good, it is what it is. That's basically what it's about. Okay. And cater. From a male's perspective. From a male's perspective. Cater. That's part of catering. Feeding and sexing is catering. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thank you, sir, for being a part of uh, <laughs> this episode. To the ladies out there, I hope that this was helpful information for you. And as I always say, continue to rock out with me. Continue to listen to Canada Talk with Chanel. We're on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. And as I always say, until next time. Peace. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs>